Hello, welcome to the Van Life Pantry podcast, where we talk all things food, cooking, kitchen, and pantry storage for vehicle nomads, and the ampersand, the life in general. I decided I've been absent for too long. I've typically been posting pre-recorded podcasts, and I just haven't had time to record them. So I happen to have a few minutes, and I am just going to record now. I'm going to do it live, and uh, I'm going to practice a little bit with my dashboard, and I'm going to check on my... Let's see, all of the things that I can do. Um, Yeah, I can do a lot of different things here. First of all, I had a list of all the things that I wanted to talk about in the food realm lately. And I keep misplacing the list because I'm putting it together here and there as I can when I'm in certain places and then I go somewhere else and I don't have the list anymore. So um, the first issue of the day is refrigeration. If you have a cooler that you use ice for, you're going to be buying ice every couple of days unless you have a Yeti or other thick-sided, super-insulated cooler, like Orca, or um, there are several different brands now that are three-inch walls, and usually the lid is two, one-and-a-half to three inches. Often they're two inches thick. But ice is two to three dollars per bag, And if you're doing that every couple of days, you're spending $90 plus a month on ice. So some of the biggest issues in traveling, and traveling full-time or even part-time, but for extended periods at a time, same thing that you have trouble with in the rest of life, electricity or any other way to generate power, refrigeration, um, those are kind of the main things. And of course, if you're out and about, uh, connectivity. These days, connectivity is a very big deal. So if you have the ice, it can get really expensive and messy. As it melts, the water fills up your cooler and all of your things slide down into the water. So you have to have things that are super sealed or some other way to keep your things out of that water. One of the things I used to do is put a uh, rack, a, a, a tall rack with legs inside my cooler, just tall enough so that it would clear a bag of ice. So the ice goes under there, um, but then you don't get everything cold enough. So my fix was I put the rack down, I put all the food under the rack and over the rack. I put all the ice dumped on. 
as the ice starts to melt, then you have to rearrange. You have to take your rack out. You have to pull out the things that can't be in the water, put them all on top of the rack, and the water will end up all under the rack. So you end up with a little bit of wasted space that way because you can't use the whole fridge, the whole cooler, to hold something. Part of it is holding ice and water. Um, so if you've graduated to a compressor fridge, you can get a 12-volt compressor fridge, and those are great. But then you have the problem of where to put it. They, they take up room. They need battery power. Uh, Eco, I'm sorry, um, there are several brands. EcoFlow batteries are good as portable battery sources because they're the fastest charging of all the portable batteries that are available. A lot of people use Jackery or Yeti, which is goal zero, um, but those take five to seven hours to charge and EcoFlow typically takes one to one and a half hours to charge from, takes an hour and a half from zero to 100, takes about an hour from 20% to 100. That's a lot more doable if you're just going to sit at a cafe somewhere or sit in a library or anywhere else that you have an electrical connection. If you happen to be in an RV campground, then you don't have to worry about the battery power. You can just plug in. Uh, but while you're at the RV campground, you can recharge your batteries, and you could take longer than the hour. The downfall of those batteries is that they don't take as many charges in their lifetime as the Jackery, the Goal Zero, the Blue Eddy, some of those others. Uh, the Blue Eddy, I think you can have 2,000 charges in the lifetime of the battery. The EcoFlow averages about 800 charges over the life of the battery. So if you're charging every two days, you're going to end up needing a new battery every two and a half years or so. And they're expensive. They range from $300 to $1,300. So that depends on you know what uh, version you have and what its power usage, uh, wattage capacity is. So if you have a battery and you're using that and you can use it for a compressor fridge, the compressor fridge can run on a 1,300-watt longer amp hours, I don't know the exact amp hours, but the amp hours on an EcoFlow Delta, which is one of the higher priced batteries, you're gonna get about two days of constant use charging that fridge before you have to recharge your battery. So it's gonna discharge your battery in about 48 hours. So every 48 hours, you're going to have to recharge that battery unless you have fixed solar. And if you have fixed solar, that you have connected in such a way that it will recharge batteries as you drive or even just while you're parked, then you are in a much better position to have refrigeration. The other issue with the refrigerator that I've noticed is if you have it on a rug or a uh, vehicle padding, like a, let's say a seat surface, there is condensation that will happen on the bottom of that refrigerator. And if you have it on a seat, you're going to end up with moisture in the seat and ultimately that can lead to mildew. 
So you're going to need to lift it up off of the fabric with something that gives it airflow underneath so that it does not touch the fabric. And secondarily, on um, some of the refrigerators, there is a clean-out plug on the bottom, similar to the clean-out plug on the end of a cooler. And it, it doesn't always have a rubber seal that gives it a really strong seal on the bottom. I'm guessing you are expected to be using it on cement or on linoleum and not on any kind of fabric surface. You have to clean your refrigerator out at least once a week or once every two weeks to dry the inside because the cold and fluctuation of temperature, uh, especially if you have a dual zone fridge where one side can go to freezer temperature, you can end up sometimes with, um, well, you can, you can end up with frost that doesn't self-defrost. And then when it does, when you do defrost it, you end up with water down in the bottom of the fridge. So if you're not drying that out once a week or once every two weeks, it's gonna leak potentially around the seal of the plug on the bottom. And that also contributes to moisture getting underneath the fridge. So again, it needs an elevated area. Um, some of them have wheels but they don't elevate very high on those wheels, and that doesn't necessarily give you enough clearance. I don't know if anybody else has experienced the condensation issue underneath the fridge, but it is an issue, and it can be something that um, you really have to watch out for. So that's one thing. Um, another issue with refrigeration is Sometimes when you're using portable battery, the portable battery will just turn itself off without telling you. And uh, then you have your fridge not working. So you can have temperature fluctuation. Occasionally, if I've had mine on and the battery turns itself off and I don't notice for an hour or two, you can end up with your temperature coming up to 48, 49, even sometimes 50 degrees. And if you don't know for even longer, then it can be up into the much higher uh, temperature areas. So if you carry raw meat or other items in that vein, you can really end up with a problem uh, if you are not careful and watching to make sure that your fridge is on at all times and monitoring its power source. Um, so those are some of the, the difficulties of refrigeration. Um, the other thing to know about this time of year is that salads are a really good, easy food to eat when you're out and around. You can get a bagged salad. Now, in a stationary house, I'm typically not a fan of bagged salad because um, I like to cut it fresh. I like to have the whole head of lettuce to use the way I want to. But in a travel situation, when you are wanting to do something quick and easy and you don't have a lot of space to do prep, bagged salad is really good to use. 
you can get a bag salad sometimes for 99 cents or a dollar 99 um, if you want the iceberg lettuce that comes with carrot and sometimes it'll have cabbage purple cabbage mixed in uh, that's actually a pretty good salad and there have been studies that show that you know vitamins in the terms of, of nutrients and vitamins yeah you don't get quite as much in iceberg lettuce as you do in some of the darker grief, leafy greens but you do get a, a, enough you get you get a good amount of, of uh, nutrients in iceberg lettuce mixed with cabbage and carrot so salad is a really good thing to have uh, you can do it in a cooler with ice except you have to make sure that, that bag doesn't get water in it or you're going to have soggy salad I've been doing salads in multiple different ways so I use the bagged salad and put a little bit of lunch meat with it a little bit of cheese a little bit of chili onion oil I really like the Trader Joe's chili onion oil and uh, that gives it a little bit of kick you can use sesame oil as your salad dressing just sesame oil I like it just like that or you can use sesame oil with a little bit of honey as your salad dressing or you can use a little bit of mustard and a little bit of honey so you can play with the ratio I don't usually measure it we do a couple of tablespoons of mustard and maybe just a little under one tablespoon of honey mix that around and if that doesn't taste to our liking then we change the ratio a little bit add a little more mustard or add a little more honey uh, and then you've got a honey mustard dressing and you don't need any other ingredients but honey and mustard you buy the ones from the store that come in bottles and they have all this other stuff in it it's unnecessary and if you make it each time you have a salad then you don't have to worry about space in your refrigerator to store commercial salad dressing um, same about sesame oil if you're using sesame oil as salad dressing you don't need to worry about space in your fridge to hold salad dressing because oil doesn't need refrigeration and so you're not storing uh, large bottles of salad dressing the other things that I've used instead of lunch meat are uh, salmon you can use canned salmon you can use smoked salmon you can use tuna you can use um, sausages we did chicken apple sausage on our salad today you can use salami uh, any other meats that you want to carry with you and, and a lot of times you can get dry salami it doesn't need refrigeration either so those are really good to have for lunches you sprinkle a little bit of roasted sunflower seed on there or pumpkin seed and put your sesame dressing or honey mustard and add that little bit of chili onion oil and you've got a great lunch so I am at 15 minutes I am going to check out <laughs> um, not in the big sense just out of this podcast I uh, will be back for some shorts uh, rather than try to do a long 45 minute or 30 minute podcast I'm, I'm gonna try to go back to what my original goal was uh, if you listen to my very first intro I, I did say I would try to stick to 10 to 15 minutes and as time went on I haven't done that but I find that I don't always have time to give 
a super planned, super scripted, bunch of notes podcast. Um, so I want to, I still want to give useful information, but I want to give it most of the time. I'm going to try to give it in smaller bits and bites. Um, if I do a co-host, of course, we may chat longer. And if I um, do an interview with somebody, I, we may chat longer. But for now, um, I'm going to step on out. I've given you some information about the cooler, about 12-volt refrigerators, a little bit about the power needs, and a couple of ideas for salads. And I think that is a good rounded way to pop in, say hello. I hope you're all having wonderful travels. This heat wave that is gripping the country needs to let up so that everybody can enjoy the outdoors and enjoy their ability to travel a little bit. Uh, the gas prices need to let up, dump down, um, give us a little bit of breathing room so that we can enjoy getting out there and enjoying the outdoors and being able to go and explore a few things here and there. So I hope that you are exploring. I hope you are adventuring. I hope you are having a good day. Staying cool if you are in one of those dreadfully hot places. Um, staying safe if you're in one of those places that are having absolutely horrendous weather right now. And, uh, you know, my thoughts go out to the people who are enduring the flooding um, I think I read today that Kentucky is having that. And there are other places that have been having weird flooding, uh, uncharacteristic weird weather. So um, I hope all of you are staying safe, and I will catch you next time. Thank you for joining me on Van Life Pantry.